Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are sponsored by our the best sponsor, right? Leap Spirits. Leap Spirits. It's awesome. And today we're making a drink. Wags, you are the master of the drink. So what are you making for us today? Today we're making a Leaping Greyhound. And so this is a really very basic drink. Of course, we're going to start with our Leap Spirits vodka. One and a half ounces in each drink. And Dane, this is so easy. You can do this at home. I'm um, either using a tumbler or a highball glass. And then next, we're just going to get some grapefruit juice. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will. Good evening. Welcome to the Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Recording here on a Thursday evening. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Dane, we're getting ready to go to Chicago, take on the Bears week 13. It's not a game that has a lot of significance in the standings for these teams, but you know when we're going to go to play our biggest rival, it always has significance for the players and the fans. So how are you doing this evening? And... um where are we, uh, how is Wisconsin feeling these days? It's uh, hopefully nice and cold there as I'm recording from parts unknown. <laughs> you are missed in Wisconsin right now, but it's, um, it's, it's beautifully cold outside. Uh, over the, uh, Thanksgiving day, uh, weekend and, uh, it, it warmed up. Now it's cold. And tomorrow, it, it warms up again. It's classic Wisconsin weather ahead of uh, this week's matchup against the Bears. Although down in Chicago, I'm really looking forward to this matchup, Wags. And um, yeah, throw the records out, right? This is the oldest rivalry in all of football. And um, I was reading that the winner of this game Whoever it is will be the winningest team in NFL history. I love it. We got stuff to play for. Aaron Rodgers looks to be gritting it out. Um, it's going to be a heck of a fun game on Sunday. Throw the record out. Doesn't matter. Packers, Bears, Sunday. What's better than that in December? Yeah, so before we get into that matchup, I thought it would be appropriate, since we're just doing one episode this week, to do a quick recap of the game from Sunday night. I guess the Eagles. And Dane, I think there were a few things that stood up, but the three things that really stood out to me are one, the defense just getting gashed, uh, giving up almost 365 yards rushing. Uh, two, uh, Jordan Love. We got a Jordan Love appearance and, uh, it was one quarter of work, but looked pretty good. And so I'm curious to get your, uh, uh, your thoughts mm -hmm. on, on that. Um, and then three, I think is, is really, um, this was a game that 
the Packers from a standing standpoint, we knew that it was going to be a long shot to go in there and win. But offensively, you know, they finally looked like they had some rhythm. Uh, unfortunately, because the defense didn't deliver, it wasn't enough. But, um, but that there's, there's that storyline. And then specifically, again, the third thing I guess I was thinking of, I, I apologize from a, a, a playing standpoint is Kayshawn Nixon, uh, with a little juice on the return game. So, uh, <laughs> so those were the three things that stood out to me. But, uh, Dane, I think you got to start with the defense. Um, so what, what the heck happened out there? Because I actually went back and listened to our preview and you and I had a scouting report on what we expected the Packers to do for a game plan. And we're not going to sit here and play that three to four minute segment again. But if you guys want to go back and listen, Joe Barry and the defense coaching staff literally did the opposite of everything we talked about. Um, and it didn't yield very good results. So, um, I'm not saying that just to make myself and you look smart, Dane, but, um, I'm just curious, uh, what the heck happened that the Packers once again just got gashed to a level that we haven't even seen with this mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts um, and, and giving up that amount of, of rushing yards on the ground. Uh, where do you even start there with that one? I, I don't know where we start there. I mean, I did not expect Jalen Hurts. I, we talked about how he's dangerous. He shouldn't be that dangerous, right? That was a, a pretty brutal performance from this Green Bay Packers defense. And, you know, it starts with the fundamentals. It starts with the defense not tackling the ball carrier. Um, by, by Coach LaFleur's count, I believe he said the Packers had 22 missed tackles. I'll say that again. 22 missed tackles. Some teams, I'm not sure if they're having that many missed tackles in a season almost, and the Packers having that in a game is flabbergasting to, to say the least. Um, but, but from there, this was a defense that just didn't really do anything right. They didn't set the edge well at all. Um, they, they, uh, they, they collapsed in on the pocket and allowed Jalen Hurts to get loose. There was clearly miscommunication on, uh, on, uh, Walker's, uh, point of view when he was supposed to be spotting, uh, Hurts at times. Basically, everything that went, could have gone wrong went wrong and, and the Eagles became highly unpredictable as a, as a matter of fact. Then as the game progressed, the Packers could not get off the field on third longs, largely because Jalen Hurts was able to kill them with his legs. Legs. It was just a bad performance up and down by this Packers defense. There's a couple shining spots, I think, uh, on the team, but largely speaking, man, the defense just looked totally lost yet again. And any inclination we may have had or hope that Joe Barry could have held on to his job or, or, you know, shown a glimmer of hope, I think went out the window on that Sunday night football game because they look completely lost. They looked uninspired. They looked out of position. And then the tackling is bad. I didn't see anything that really stood out as a, as even a positive defensively from that game. So a uh, long and short of it is really bad football performance. Yeah, they're a nine and one football team, but Jalen Hurts looked like he was Michael Vick out there most of the game. And that was just absolutely unacceptable against his Packers defense that came into the season so much more hype than that. Yeah. Dane, is there any, I hate to say this because I, it's not that 
didn't seem like they were giving effort. But do you think that the players maybe mentally, uh, and from a preparation standpoint on the defensive side of the ball, have checked out a little bit? I, it just didn't yes. seem like the focus was was there. And and I don't know if they have the belief in their coaching staff. I don't know if they have have the belief in their offense because that really uh, side of the ball really struggle a lot. Not in this game, ironically, uh, but it just uh, to miss that many tackles. Just not really to be in the right position. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty evident that really there's a lot of blame to go around. I think on the defensive side of the ball, players certainly, but to me, more of it goes with the coaching staff. Arnold Savage, I also want to ask you, got benched and then got hurt after one play yeah. in the first series. So, uh, kind of interesting that they're going maybe for a little bit of accountability there, but it might be a little bit too little too late on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, Dane, we'll talk a little bit more about the defense in the preview, but um want to ask you, the next thing I think is Jordan Love. So, it was yeah. only two series, but you, I think we were super impressed. A lot of Packer fans and, and um, folks were very impressed with what they saw in Jordan Love. So, I, 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 I want to ask you to touch on that, that a little bit as well, but also... I think in the grand scheme of things, it, it's, it poses an interesting development. Um, so I don't know if we'll get into that whole discussion today, but um, I, I texted out, hey, do you remember when Favre got hurt against the Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers came in in his third season, came to, uh, led the comeback? And honestly, like, no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, but... Um, I kind of wish that we would have gotten two quarters of Jordan Love if he would have been able to play mm -hmm. in the third quarter. Maybe right. that would have been a little bit more time to see what he could have done in that game because uh, he yeah. got 10 snaps and they scored 10 points. So um, <laughs> it, it's yeah. hard to argue with those results, right? So, Dane, Dane, what did you see specifically beyond the fact that the Packers put a couple scoring drives uh, together uh, late in that game when Jordan Love was out there? Boy, how good did he look? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to sound you said you know ten ten throws right or, or nine throws or whatever it was. Um, I don't want to overstate it, but the balls look crisp. Uh, the game looked like it had slowed down to him. Um, he was going through second reads, third reads. I saw in one play where he checked off of two and then threw a strike. Wags. Um, I think the best ball I've ever seen, and I and I truly mean this, the best ball I've ever seen Jordan Love throw as a member of the Green Bay Packers was an incomplete pass. It was that incomplete pass to Aaron Jones. He was electric on that throw. He looked really uh, calm and clean in the pocket. He clearly was trusting Christian Watson. Watson took that thing to the house, which was phenomenal to see, um, and in and, and a great way, I think, to kind of settle Jordan Love's nerves. But Wags, even prior to that, did he not Looked just incredibly composed to you. He looked like he was in control of the huddle. Um, and really, it was a continuation, I think, of what we saw in the preseason. He didn't get all the results we'd hoped for in the preseason. But in this game, it continued on. He's growing. It's very clear that he's he looked competent at the very least. And that's something that I think a lot of Packer fans are very, very intrigued by and excited to see because, yeah, a throw here or there, um, a lot of guys in this league can make a throw, but to put together a couple series, as you mentioned, the way that Jordan Love was able to do, and to do it so smoothly, and to carry himself the way that he did in doing so, he had zip on the football, everything you look for out of 
starting quarterback in this league. You got to say that you're intrigued, and and frankly, I want to see more too. I'm not sure if I'm quite there yet to to say, you know, Aaron, you're done for the year. But I'm getting close to saying, hey, if things start to go south again this week, even we might just need to start taking a look at Jordan Love and look into next year and the and the years beyond. Yeah, I it'll be interesting to see just how recovery Aaron Rodgers has. It's one of those things where he goes out there and he takes a hit and then he's out after, yeah. you know, a series or two or in the first half. Um, it could be an extended look as, as soon as this week. Uh, certainly, Rodgers has said very adamantly back at practice he's going to play this week, uh, which I respect that. Uh, so too. we're not rooting for Aaron Rodgers not to play or to be hurt or anything like that. Um, just commentary on, on what we saw from Jordan Love. It's uh, a, a not a lot of plays. It's not like we got a whole game or two or three games worth uh, of evidence to show that Jordan Love has made that step. But um, it appears that Tom Clements, I, I think, has probably done some pretty good work with Jordan Love. Just as you said, mechanically, uh, going through his progressions, everything just looked like he was much more confident than than what we've seen from him previously out there on the field. So that was definitely good to see. And Wiggs, um, Wiggs, do you mind? Um, I just want to go on the record on this podcast saying that there's going to be a day down the road as Packer fans. We're going to wish that we could see Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears one more time. And that's not going to be the case ever again. I recognize that. So I'm not, I'm personally not advocating to see Aaron out. Yeah. I want to see Aaron Rodgers play against the bears. And if Aaron Rodgers is indeed going to come back next year and be the quarterback of the Packers, we've got Christian Watson and potentially Romeo Dobbs both playing this week. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers get continued reps with these young guys. So I think there's a lot of reasons to still have Aaron Rodgers out there on the field for these guys. Um, but all that's to say, how can you not be intrigued by Jordan Love? So um, it's it's not a, it's not a bad problem to have right now. And our our record overall is not the problem that I want to have right now. But um, I'm eager to see Aaron back out of the field on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that's really probably going to be a discussion maybe for near the end of the season or just see where yeah. where things go this week and take it from there. Um, perhaps even an off season discussion uh, because the way that Aaron Rodgers' contract is structured. Unless he <laughs> retires, there's really no nowhere else he's going. He ain't uh, going Packers anywhere. Could trade him, but just dead money. So I mean, it's it's kind of a moot point as far as like, well, is, is Jordan Love ready to play? As long as Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, it's sort of a moot point at this point. Yeah. So um, that said, it's it's still nice to see uh, because then he has value. Uh, so yeah. that's 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 important. Um, Dane, lastly, uh, just a quick comment. Um, what did you think of Keishon Nixon? Uh, a couple nice returns. Uh, is he ready to bust one and maybe take one all the way one of these weeks after what you saw from him last week? We saw a couple flashes of that in previous weeks. Uh, do we have a return man uh, in Keishon Nixon? We might. Uh, um, I, the only thing I'm scratching my head uh, with is um, Versace has had this guy and the Raiders in previous years and I'm not sure why it took so long to have him back there, uh, returning kicks, because he looked electric. Phenomenal blocking, too. I think uh, tip of the cap goes to a lot of other guys on the return unit. Um, I saw some really strong blocks from guys like uh, like um, Dallin Levitt and, and uh, Patrick Taylor and a number of other guys in some of those returns. But, uh, Wags, all that 
to say, Keishon Nixon needed to find a, a seam and, and show bursts, and he did that. And he did that a couple of times. And that's a huge thing to see. Some of the better returns I can remember seeing out of the kick return unit in a while. And Wex, he's taking the ball out of deep out of the end zone, and he's getting back at least to the 25. He looks to have really good vision out there. So um, I think they found somebody not only on special teams, but also defensively who can show up in a pinch. We're going to see him playing some nickel. I think, again, this week, Darnell Savage, I, I don't think is going to be playing ball this week. So um, good on Keishon Nixon, a guy who came in here, uh, earned a spot, and now he's carving out a role for himself. It's just cool to see. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a good segue into this week. And why don't we start with the injury report? Already alluded to a couple of them, certainly. Uh, but uh, I think the big news on the injury report is Romeo Dobbs, as you said, coming back to practice, and then also yes. Devonder Campbell has been practicing. So um, what level of impact do you think it could have on the Packers, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, if both of those guys are going to be ready to go for Sunday? I mean, you just have to wonder if if, uh, if Campbell was able to go last week, do they have a better shot at um, at beating the Eagles offense and keeping up with Hurts and having him shadow a little bit more? You know, it's it's a it's a true question. Um, look at the Packers dip defensively. There's, I think, a lot of reasons for it, but certainly a couple of them are the absence of uh, Devondre Campbell and Rashawn Gary, right? These are two premier guys at, at important positions on this defensive uh, unit that have been out for a number of weeks now, and we've seen a dip. So I think it'd be significant for the Packers to get uh, Campbell back, not only for contributions on the field um, be- between the, the, the hash marks, but also his mentorship on the field with uh, with a young man, Walker, I think would be really good to have him back out there for that. Um, maybe slow down the game for Walker a little bit. Right now, he's been calling the plays in. It'd be nice to get Devondre Campbell to have that that um, radio back in his helmet. There's a lot of my- other things that go into having Devondre Campbell on the field for this Packers team. And let's not forget, the man was an all-pro last year. So um, he's going to help improve this defense uh, for the final stretch of, of, of the uh, of the season, I think, kind of help settle things down on that end of things. But Wags, offensively, I'm extremely excited to see what Romeo Dobbs can do. Uh, so far this year, Dobbs and and, and uh, Christian Watson, they played under 60 snaps, 6-0 snaps at the same time on the field together. It's an incredibly small uh, sample size that we've had. So the idea that we're going to get these Two young rookies that have both looked very good at different times in the year on the field at the same time. This is the future of this Packers offense. And to get them back out there for this final few weeks is so important, I think, to their growth and their development for next season. All of a sudden, going into next year, we're going to have two sophomore um, guys that maybe are playing off of each other a little bit and helping open each other up in different situations, get some more of those reps with Aaron Rodgers that maybe they didn't get in the preseason. This is a really important few weeks, I think, Wags, for this Packers offense and for these young guys. So I think this is a huge development, um, not only uh, individually for the players, but overall for the Packers offense going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Dobbs is able to go, how many snaps he actually get. Uh, yeah. Because uh, last week, it was uh, Watson and Lazard got the majority of the snaps. Uh, Randall Cobb got his usual share of, uh, usually in the 20 to 20 to 25 range, maybe up to 30 if the Packers are, are having a lot of plays. Um, and then Sammy Watkins only had four snaps and Toure only had two. So, um, aside from the top two guys and, and you know that 
Cobb's not going to lose any uh, snap share uh, with his role. Um, it will be interesting to see if Dobbs is able to establish uh, very many snaps right away upon his return. Certainly, there's a lot of reason to be excited uh, about what he might be able to do out on the field with Christian Watson, uh, but perhaps it's a, a slower um, evolution of phasing him back in, getting him healthy, and uh, next week uh, they've got the bye, bring him back after the mm-hmm. bye and, and get some extra practice time and see if you can and plug those guys in together. So um, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I'm just wondering if it's going to happen this week right away for Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson yeah. out there versus maybe a couple of weeks down the road. Um, all right, Dane, why don't we get into the offensive uh, matchups then for the Packers against this Bears defense. And this is a Packer offense that all of a sudden seems like, you know, it's it, it, not everything's perfect. Uh, we saw that in the Titans game. Um, I think game flow had a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say in the last few games, this Packer offense looks a lot different. And Christian Watson's a big reason for that. But um, certainly uh, A.J. Dillon the last couple of weeks has hit another gear, and he's been playing some of his best football season. Uh, Aaron Jones just keeps doing what he's doing. Didn't have his best game running the ball, but ha- had a phenomenal game receiving last week. Um, so uh, these pieces seem to be coming together offensively, and, and with Aaron Rodgers looking like he's going to be able to go this week, what are what are some of the key things that uh, you would like to see Packers game plan offensively to try to keep building on that and to exploit this Bears defense this week? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Max. First things first, this Bears defense has been pretty bad. Um, they, they, they have not been very good uh, the last few weeks. A big reason for that is at the trade deadline, uh, they traded a couple of their best players uh, on the defensive side, namely Rokon Smith, man. Or he's he's so good uh, for them. And, you know, so they're missing out on a couple of premier players on, on the defense here in Chicago. So look across the board, um, you know, at the Chicago D really sticks out as somebody who really made And I like to see the Packers team and Mind over the last couple of weeks, I really love um, the, the the work that they've been able to do, and seeing AJ Dillon kind of get after it a little more last week, I thought was um, an important step uh, for this team. But I, this is a week where I'll tell you what: the offensive line um, having the same five guys out there for a few weeks in a row is another huge plus, both in the run game and the pass game. You said it before. I mean, you know, there, there's John Running Jr. is a great example. Dude is just a rock, I think, for this Packers offensive line. They had him on the left side. They move him to the right side. I haven't seen a, a, a miss, really, from him. I mean, this is an offensive line that's looking better and better. Um, there's cohesion in this unit. They're giving Aaron Rodgers a little bit more time to throw the ball. But Wags in the run game as well. They're opening up um, bigger holes for this team. They're getting to the second level. And as a result, we're seeing the success of Aaron Jones and of A.J. Dillon. So, Wags, this week against this Bears defensive line, which I think is one of the poorer defensive lines in all of the National Football League at the moment, I think we have a prime opportunity – 
to run the ball down the Chicago Bears' throat. Stay consistent. Keep the ball uh, on the ground as much as possible. Do a little bit of throwback, smash mouth, Green Bay Packer football, and just run it up the gut against this Bears defensive line. I just don't think they have the talent, the athleticism, um, or the right frame of mind to take on this Green Bay Packers offensive line in Week 13. And I think it's a good chance for the Packers to get a little bit of mojo, get something going offensively, and find that attitude. Because this is an offensive line to a man that's starting for the Packers right now that has a run-the-football attitude, punchy in the mouth. And that's what I want to see on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And the Bears have really struggled defensively in the red zone. Uh, they've given yes. up 19 rushing, rushing touchdowns, which is by far the most in the league. So, Age, to your point, their rush defense might, and I say might, be worse than the Packers rushed defense. It's hard to say that, though, after yes. what happened last week, uh, but it's not good. Uh, let's just put it that way. So um, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Let's stick to what's been working. It's been establishing that run and then getting into the play action and, and getting into better down and distance situations, staying out of third down as much as we can. Um, and uh, hopefully <laughs> we can continue to get some rhythm in the passing uh, game uh, vertically uh, with what we've been able to see the last few weeks as well. So, um, Dane, I, I think uh, no reason to make it more complicated uh, than it has to nope. be. Um, we saw this Packer offense make things look more difficult than it has to be. So keep it simple and uh, let's uh, just continue to see what we can do uh, against this Bears defense. Um, passing the ball, though, speaking of that, um, I know we already talked about Romeo Dobbs a little bit. Um, is there anything uh, in particular with this Bears secondary that stands out to you as far as where the Packers might be able to exploit them in the passing game? Is this a, a weak Bob Tunyon? He's been pretty quiet uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, is that another wrinkle that uh, he might get a little bit more involved this week? Or is it more Alan Lazard? Um, I thought he would have a more of a uh, involvement last week and, and didn't really so much, but um, I'm just, it was more Aaron Jones is kind of that guy that was uh, that secondary or third guy in the past game last week. So just kind of curious, where do you expect that to come from uh, this week uh, against this Bears secondary? Wags, it's a great question. Um, I truly believe it could be multifaceted approach. Um, Packers have success on the ground and, and, and force the Bears to creep in an extra guy in the box with this kind of this cover two defense that it seems like they play. Um, and they're going to creep that guy up. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, will have a field day against the defensive backs and, and, and even the inside linebackers uh, of the, the Chicago Bears. And um, a couple of guys that I can really see the Packers picking on is uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, the free safety for the Chicago Bears, um, Nicholas Morrow at corner, and then also Jack Sanborn, their inside linebacker. He's a guy away far too often if you're a Chicago Bears fan. Um, not often enough as a Packer fan, but hopefully it goes even further this week. I think Sam Bourne's going to have a really long day uh, trying to defend the run and then get that one-two punch of Bob Tunyon and maybe some others doing some drag routes and others across the middle of the field. I think the Packers can really work the middle of the field against the Chicago Bears defense. I just don't think the Bears have the horses this year defensively to keep up with even, even a, a Packers offense 
offense that struggled at times. This really feels like a week that the Packers can get back on track and win a football game. So I think it's going to be a multifaceted approach that's going to be predicated by running the football. But if we have a little bit of success early running the ball, it's going to be downhill from there because the Bears are going to be playing catch up the rest of the week. Yeah. And Dane, it's that time of year where you kind of have to look at the weather forecast. Looks like yeah. it's going to be nice in Chicago on Sunday, uh, low 40s. <laughs> However, uh, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. So <laughs> that could have a little bit of impact on that passing game. Um, so certainly want to make sure we're running football pretty nicely on Sunday. Um, Dane, anything else that you want to touch on? Uh, with the Packers offense. Uh, anything you want to touch on specifically about this Bears defense? Um, well, I've, we got a question, and I would love to answer this question in our comments. For those of you listening on our podcast, we were doing this live uh, on Thursday evening. And uh, from David, question, guys, is why Aaron Rodgers playing because he doesn't uh, want his 50% of his Bears ownership taken away? I like that. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to own the Chicago Bears. Uh, on, on, on Sunday. So I think that's the highlighting factor. Weggs, I promise you, Aaron Rodgers does not want to miss a, a Packer Bears rivalry game. He understands history as much as anybody and knows that there's only so many games left for him in the green and gold playing against Chicago Bears. So I think that um, Rodgers is going to come out with a little extra motivation, especially going down to Chicago. He wants to go out there, get another win. He wants to kind of etch his name in the history as maybe the winningest quarterback in Packer history against the Chicago Bears. There's a lot on the line whenever these two teams play. So I just want to highlight that. And I think we're going to get an extra dose of Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be have an extra spring in his step on Sunday, despite the injuries to his ribs and his thumb. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Dane, why don't we um, take a quick break? I think that wraps things up on the offensive side. Uh, stick with us, folks. We'll come back and preview the defense and give our X factors and score predictions. But first, we want to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course, DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, it's definitely my go-to when I'm betting on the NFL, uh, particularly during this holiday season. Uh, there's some great same game parlays, uh, and DraftKings, you know, it's easy and fast playoff, uh, payouts, and, uh, there's, uh, some really cool player prop options as well. So right now, uh, if you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $150 in free bets. Wags, wags. I mean, how awesome. Is deal from DraftKings. Uh, check it out. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. How do you do it? How do you do it? Everybody wants to know. You got to go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets uh, like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. Uh, and and get get this, folks. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost the bigger your shot to win big. So coming up, you know, I don't always like to bet on the Packers, uh, but this is the week, because I'm a little superstitious, but this is the week, man. Um, I think the Packers versus the Bears is a prime example of a game that you want to take. Last I checked, the Packers are two and a half point favorites. I love the Packers this week going on the road, taking care of business. The Bears still suck. Wags, it's a great week, but any games that you bet on, folks, it makes it even that much more interesting when you use the DraftKings Sports app. Dane, 
I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious, so I may join you on that. Um, so, folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use Como Pro TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. They get $100 free bets if they do only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So, Dane, let's uh, move over then to the defensive side of the ball. Um, we talked a lot about what the heck happened out there uh, with mm-hmm. uh, the game last week against the Eagles. Uh, we're going to get a similar style quarterback in Justin Fields, who's only gotten better and better since the last time yeah. we faced the Bears. And he's going to want to run the ball. The Bears want to run the ball. Um, what can we possibly do to hopefully be a heck of a lot better and maybe just slow the Bears down a little bit um, and not be getting gashed uh, with the team that we know wants to run the ball? It's a great, great, great inquiry, Wags. And I was kind of curious because we weren't sure going into today if Fields was going to practice, what the deal was. He practiced today. So Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback uh, facing the Chicago Bears. Earlier this week, the Bears signed Tim Boyle, former Packer quarterback. And I thought that might signal that Fields wasn't 100%. And he still might not uh, be 100%. Um, but he's going to be playing. And, and I'll tell you what, Wags, I'm not so worried about his um, his throwing ability, I'm a lot more worried about his running ability. You mentioned it. Uh, the Bears want to run the football as much as possible. Uh, Justin Fields has over 800 yards rushing this year. The dude is electric on the ground. So what we need is we need to learn from our mistakes of last week. And it starts up front and it starts with guys playing their position. I thought the Packers tried to adjust a little bit the second half of last week. Uh, don't, you know, try to set the edge a little bit more or heck a lot a bit more. Uh, don't, don't just fold in and allow the quarterback to get out and run in space. And uh, when you have a chance to tackle a guy, you got to find a way to bring the guy down. Now I know it's the NFL level. And they're not doing hamburger drills or tackling in practice week to week, but they need to get back to the fundamentals and, and find a way to bring the quarterback down, break down, and make a play on, on a ball carrier in space. Fields is really good with his legs, but Wags, um, I think that Devondre Campbell would be a huge help this week. Uh, he's another linebacker that can run sideline to sideline, and um, and I think that I trust his tackling ability against somebody uh, um, like Fields. So I'm really eager to see if Devondre Campbell is able to go. I'm expecting him to be able to play, and I think that's going to go a long way. The Packers do need to shadow this quarterback. They can't just rely on guys uh, to to, to play their position. They're going to need to assign somebody to Justin Fields because if you take the run game or or minimize the run game from Justin Fields, you take away his biggest strong point at the NFL level thus far in his career. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at running quarterbacks, this is like Pop Warner football. You learn about gap discipline. And <laughs> Packers had absolutely no gap discipline last night. And by the <laughs> way, Pop Warner is usually, Pop Warner is usually where you go back to see, uh, the quarterback run as much as, uh, they did against the Packers <laughs> last week. So it's, it's crazy though. Like, so you're right. And it's not just gap discipline in the run defense. It's gap discipline in the pass defense because yes. the last thing you want to do with Justin Fields, it's not, that he can't complete passes, but he doesn't, he doesn't complete, uh, very many of them. So when he goes back to pass, make him pass the ball. That's what yeah. you want is for him to actually have to throw the football. He's going to get some completions. Uh, so you don't despair when that happens. 
we can still get the stop. What you can't do is over pursue, lose gap discipline, um, with your pass rush, uh, as well as at that second level. Um, we need to tackle better, clearly, as you said, but, um, that gap discipline is so important. Uh, some of the few times the defense was able to make some stops against uh, Jalen Hurts last week is when they did work in alignment and had that gap discipline. So that's going to be super important this week. Um, we don't need to over pursue the pass rush uh, when we have those passing down opportunities. Um, it, it, unfortunately, we, without Sean Gary, we just don't have those big name sack guys anyway. So it's really more about yeah. working uh, in alignment and running your stunts and, and staying in your lane. Um, and that's, that's what they're going to need to do, uh, to have any chance of slowing down Justin Fields. Um, so Dane, I, I'd like a comment from you. I, I touched on it earlier, uh, kind of unceremoniously. I, I know he's probably not going to play this week, but it's interesting to me. Darnell Savage gets benched for Ruby Ford last week. And so he's probably not going to play this week because of the injury that he suffered. And here's one play, um, on Sunday, but, uh, what what does that tell you? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Is that is that something where he's being made a scapegoat? Uh, we also released Jonathan Abram this week um, and elevated Ennis Gaines, uh, which we're very happy about, by the way. Yes. Ennis is yes. is a, a great guy and on the pod. Uh, but uh, we're it's it's not it's been kind of a quiet little development. Not much has been said about that. So I'm I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are. Um, how that might help with some of the accountability or if it does at all, um, on the back half of this defense, um, or if it's really just that's, that was a long overdue move that this coaching staff needed to make. Yeah, I think it was extremely overdue. Uh, in the chat, David says, I'd rather see Macho Man Randy Savage out there than Darnell. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I think Savage ran out of chances. I think, you know, he had a, a long, a, a long, uh, list of opportunities in this Packers defense. They tried him in a lot of different roles. And I just don't think that it's going to work out in Green Bay for him. I think we've probably seen about the last of him playing meaningful snaps as a member of the Green Bay Packers. It's just a reality that we're with. And I think going forward, we're going to see Rudy Ford out there. We're going to see Kayshawn Nixon out there an awful lot more. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's a scapegoat when he has been under performing. I, if anything, I kind of wish the Packers would have done this maybe a number of weeks ago. Reedy Ford has proven to be somebody who, um, you know, he's a little bit up and down. Um, you know, one week he can look really good. One week he might have some challenges, but overall, on the whole, he seems to be an extremely eager tackler. He's somebody that sticks his nose in there. He's somebody that runs around on the field. You can tell he's passionate about playing the game of football. Um, and that's not me throwing shade at Darnell Savage. It's just, we've seen too many missed tackles from a former first round pick. And at a certain point, it might just be time to move on from a guy, right? And maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere else as well. And I think that um, we're going to see a departure after this year between Savage and the Packers. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay with that. And frankly, I'm guessing Darnell Savage is going to be okay with it too. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's, I, I like what you said about Ruby Ford. When you grade out the player, Ruby Ford does have some negatively graded plays, but he also has some very positively graded plays with the interceptions that he had a few weeks ago. 
getting his head in there, forcing a fumble this past week. Um, you know, some of the some of the plays, some of the positive plays he's made have had a bigger impact uh, on the game than anything Darrell Savage has been able to do this season. To be quite honest with you, so uh, couldn't agree more. Um, so, Dane, I, I guess then I, I, the only other thing I wanted to ask about uh, you, I had some some thoughts on Jair Alexander in last week's episode. Um, offline, yeah. you've not been super pleased with with uh, Jair, no. maybe both from a playing playing standpoint and kind of how he's been carrying himself out there on the football field. Um, so I, I guess I just want to tee that up for you, Hugh. I know it's not 100% have to do with performance or what he's actually doing on the field, but they sort of go hand in hand in some ways. So um, I, I, I'd like to get your thoughts on Jair and is he you know, pressing the right buttons, or is this a guy that maybe isn't, he's a talented player, but maybe shouldn't be in a leadership role um, on this Packer team and on this Packer defense? Yeah, I mean, I I love Jair, right? So let me be clear. I think Jair is a hell of a player for the Packers. Um, he's He's been an extremely good cornerback this year, but I don't know if he's been all pro quality. Uh, and, and, and I think the frust- frustrating things that, that bother me is I'm all about dudes celebrating. I love the, the dancing. I love when the guys, um, you know, the D train and all that stuff. I'm all about that, that stuff. I think it's super fun. It's a motivating factor for these guys to celebrate as a team. Um, what I get frustrated about is, you know, reading on, on social media live action that, you know, on second down, Jair Alexander breaks up a pass and doesn't land a leap. What? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's the kind of stuff that bothers me. Um, you know, makes a big celebration and then uh, a play later, um, looks like he doesn't break down a football because he thinks the ball is coming to him instead of breaking on a ball and trying to break up a football. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's perhaps a lack of focus from a guy who's extremely talented. And, and that's what I don't want to see. And far be it for me to tell Jair Alexander how to play cornerback in the National Football League. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I am saying is, I want to see him be as great as we know he is. And, and at times this season, it seems like we're seeing a little bit more celebration than I recall him doing in the past during the mundane plays, a play that we expect a guy to make. Um, that's, that's an all pro style cornerback. And at times he'll react like, like, you know, like it's the biggest, it's a huge deal when real in reality, it's a first or second down play. And, you know, that's an expectation of a guy in Jair Alexander's shoes. So I want to see, you know, maybe maybe some of that a little bit more, a little and a little bit more wee ball. Uh, and and I, I love Jair, but again, like I'm going to have to be critical on this front because um, I don't want to see a celebration every time a guy just doesn't catch a ball. I mean, that's just that's just football in the National Football League. So that's where my frustration comes in. I think he can be even better um, than than he's played this, this year. Fair enough. Uh, um, all right, I think it's time. Did you have anything else to touch on with the defensive side of the ball? Otherwise, we can get into our X factors and score predictions. I'll, I'll just mention. I think Holland's played really well um, uh, after coming over from the Rams. Rams caught him. We claimed him on waivers. Um, I thought he played really good football. Number forty-seven. If y'all saw him running out there last week. Justin Hounds looked really good in his first action with the Packers, had a couple hurries, uh, some pressures against uh, Hurts and, and Wags. Uh, don't be surprised 
nice if we see a mix of Preston Smith and Igbare and Hollins the remainder of the year. The Packers have capped out Ladarius Hamilton. He's already been elevated three times. They claim Hollins. So I expect to see that keeping the AI out the remainder of the year on IR. So really, it's it's those three, maybe a mix of Jonathan Garvin. But I'm honestly a little surprised Garvin's still on the roster at this point. It seems like he's kind of fallen out of favor with this Packers defense. So uh, a big credit to what Hollins has done in very limited action, but I'd like to see a little bit more out of him coming into this week. Yeah, uh, I think Hollins did had more plays where he was involved uh, than Jonathan Garvin's had in his whole career at Green Bay. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're right. Was, uh, good, good to good to see that, and, and certainly you want to see guys that uh, want to be out there and are playing hard here at the end of the season. Um, okay, Dane, why don't we get then into our score predictions? Yes, and act. Spirits leap spirits is found in Wisconsin, of course. Um, so if you want to find Leaf Spirits at a retail store or restaurant near you, go to leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. Uh, Leap Spirits is co-founded uh, by Packer Hall of Famer Roy Butler. Um, so very happy to be able to give our X factors and score predictions here this week brought to you by Leap Spirits. So, Dane, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, I'll let you decide. You can go offense, defense. Uh, who is your first X factor for this week against the Chicago Bears? Wags, I am going to go on offense first. And my Leaf Spirits uh, X factor on offense this week, how could it be anybody else than Randall Cobb? It's going to be, we're going to turn back the clock. Randall Cobb is truly a Chicago Bears killer. Wags, I don't know how much longer Randall's going to be playing for the Green Bay Packers. So he's going to make his mark yet again, and he's going to have a really nice performance this week against the Bears on the road. The site of the crime where he caught that touchdown to win it and send the Packers to the playoffs. I want to see it again this week. Randall Cobb, my Leaf Spirits Offensive X Factor of the week. He's going to make a couple plays for this Packers team. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's been trending up. And I think this is going to be another week where we can run the ball a heck of a lot. Hopefully, we're actually playing with the lead here late in the game, and we just get a lot of A.J. Dillon uh, carries in, in the last couple of series on the offensive side of the ball late in the game. Um, and he can just uh, get that uh, December uh, ground attack rumbling downhill. Um, nobody will this guy in any condition. In December, uh, one starts getting cold. Uh, perfect season for AJ Dillon. And by the way, um, he's celebrating. He and his wife uh, announced, I saw on, on yeah. uh, social that her expecting their first child. So, uh, he's got uh, a lot of, uh, exciting things happening for him. And I think this week, uh, will be another exciting game out there for AJ Dillon. So, um, Dane, defensive side of the ball. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a, a guy that I think, um, had a lot of tackles, but had too many missed tackles last week. Um, I'm going to go with the young man, Quay Walker. Um, I think that if the Packer defense is able to respond and play better this week than what they did last week, uh, Quay Walker is going to have a lot to do with that. Um, regardless of whether Devondre Campbell is able to go, uh, Quay is going to get a lot of snaps out there. Um, in most of the uh, defensive uh, personnel packages that they're going to be in. 
And uh, I think that uh, he's a guy that is physical, long arms. Uh, you know, I think for the most part, he's someone that uh, is not afraid to stick his head in there and make the play. It's just a matter of not overthinking things and playing instinctively. So um, I, I'm looking for him to respond. I think he I was very impressed by uh, how he responded in the game that he uh, uh, was ejected. Um, so I think that tells me that he's a guy that looks at things, takes accountability, and is going to want to continue to play better and better. And so I think he's going to be one of the solutions this week and not part of the problem on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with Quay Walker as my defensive edge factor. It's great. I, I think that's a really that's a really solid pick, Wags. Um, I'll go with the defensive back, and I'm kind of balancing between two of them. I'm going to go with uh, with Kayshawn Nixon. Actually, um, we talked about how good he was in the return game, but I expect him to play a lot of nickel uh, for the Packers this week with the with the injuries to, to obviously Stokes and Savage. They're going to need to have that extra DB out there uh, in passing downs. And, and um, I'm going to see Kayshawn Nixon get out there. I mentioned Rudy Ford as somebody who's an eager tackler. So is Kayshawn. That dude's like a rock get out there. You see him, he just flies around and he makes hits. So I want to see him out there. I think he might get his hands on a ball on the defensive side this week. So um, if he plays sound football and helps cover it up and, and, and you know, make some tackles and, and get sticks his nose in there the way that we know he can, he might make a difference for this Packers defense this week. So Kayshawn Nixon's my defensive X factor uh, from Leaf Spirits. All right. I love it. So Dane, score predictions. I'm just going to do something crazy here. I'm going to go with the Packers putting up the most points they've had all season. Um, I think they get a defensive score. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to slow the Bears down all that much. I went against the Packers last week, and it didn't work. So I'm going to stop doing that crazy business. I've got the Packers winning in Chicago 42-34 to as Ooh. the final. Um, take those overs in your same-game parlays. And uh, this week, I, I don't think uh, this is going to be a defensive showdown that we've seen in Green Bay, Chicago games of lore. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points put up on the board on Sunday. Uh, I, I, you know what? That's great. I, I have a high scoring game too, um, but I have 37 uh, to, to tw- uh, 37 to 28 is what I have. Packers win. They handle the Bears. Uh, I think that um, Fields runs around. He does what he does, but. Uh, overall, the Packers handle, handle it, take care of business offensively, have some big-time plays from the young Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs gets back out there in limited fashion, makes a couple plays as well. But long and short of it is the Packers are running the football. They're throwing the football. The offense is clicking even more than it has before. And I agree, Wags. This is a week where the defense either gets one and back in the end zone or they get some short fields for this Packers offense. And the Packers offense cooks the way we've been expecting them to this year. The Packers often stays on a roll. Packers win uh, 37-28. Or maybe even a Kayshawn Nixon return. Uh, I would to throw that out there. We've been flirting with it now, so uh, I, I'm rooting for it to see it happen. But, alright, Dane, any other closing thoughts here before we sign off here for this evening? No, it's so fun doing this podcast every week. Love the chat today, reading everybody's. We love Love you guys, uh, John and David and Shadeeval. We love you guys. Lee's on here. There's so many folks. So thank you so much uh, for all your comments, for following us every week. And those of you that are listening uh, on podcast, on, on Apple, Spotify, rate us, review us, follow us on social media. We're here every week. We love the 
Green Bay Packers love talking to you, so thank you so much. Absolutely. Goodness after, as always, be legendary and go pack up. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave the wish of good luck. Only thing I will say.